It's no surprise to many people who are looking for a southeastern mountain getaway that Asheville, and really all of western North Carolina, is full of things to do and places to see. From scenic drives, summit hikes, small towns, festivals, family and dog-friendly adventures, and top picnic spots, there is something for everyone to enjoy in these mountains. But with so many options, deciding just what to do and where to go can be, well, overwhelming to say the least. That's where Romantic Asheville comes in. Receiving over 6 million visits each year from readers in 219 countries, you're about to discover why this is the most complete and authoritative guide to plan your next visit or adventure to Asheville and Western North Carolina. And the best part? The RomanticAsheville.com online travel guide is locally owned and the staff have been adventuring in Western North Carolina for 18 years. So you can be certain you're getting the most up-to-date information and suggestions from people who live, work, and play in these mountains. In this episode, we sit down with Jennifer Rose, the managing editor of RomanticAsheville.com. I think you will quickly pick up on the passion and heartbeat behind this incredible online travel guide. Whether you're an out-of-town visitor or have lived here your whole life, with over 900 pages of detailed information covering national treasures, award-winning restaurants, museums, shopping, music, galleries, and national forests and parks filled with hiking trails, rivers, waterfalls, and spectacular mountain views, you are bound to find something new and exciting to discover. You're listening to Exploration Local, a podcast designed to explore and celebrate the people and places that make the Blue Ridge and Southern Appalachian Mountains special and unique. My name is Mike Andrus, the host of Exploration Local. Join us on our journey to explore these mountains and discover how they fuel a spirit of adventure. We encourage you to wander far, but explore local. Let's go. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, it's so good to have you. Let's start out by helping the listeners understand what Romantic Asheville is, what you guys are all about. I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, but I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that don't know. Let's just give a little background of the heritage and the history of Romantic Asheville. Yeah, so Romantic Asheville was created by Mark File um, way back. Let's see, I can't remember the exact date. I know we're 18 years in, so um, he started it uh, as a kind of passion project. Um, he was working with some B&Bs in the area, and I know that he created a lot of kind of uh, itineraries for the mountains, like ways to kind of have a home base in Asheville and get to the outskirts of it and also to support local businesses. So he kind of started as a passion project and over the years just got out, found hikes that weren't well, kind of you can find guides online. It was not a thing then. Um, and he just created this wonderful database and resource of hiking guides and began working with local businesses, began making like friendships, connections, and just built this wonderful resource that we all use that I used prior to working for Romantic Asheville. And the whole goal being to support local, to keep it with small businesses, to keep it with the people that make Asheville, Asheville, and make all of Western NC um, all the small towns you see in Western and see who they are. Yeah. And that's interesting because when you think of romantic Asheville, you're more than just Asheville, right? You are really covering the whole breadth of all what 20 plus counties. In yeah. Western we North cover, Carolina? we, we cover, we partner with, um, 16 counties, 16. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we work uh, predominantly wherever the parkway goes up to um, Linville Falls, Grandfather Mountain. So we cover all those small towns on the outskirts of that. But yeah, even small towns all the way, Jackson County, Graham County, National Forest areas, um, we cover it all. We're definitely all about getting out there and seeing new things. So my personal interest is hiking and rivers mm-hmm. and, and those sorts of places. But you all have a really wide breadth of what you cover mm-hmm. and, and what you have in your guide. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So what we like to do is um, we like to go out and hit a few stops, see a couple different things. So what we really cover is, you know, where you can find roadside waterfalls, where you can find summit hikes, where you can find places with incredible views, top 10 summit areas you can hit. Yeah. Um, we try to cover Creekside, picnic areas, Blue Ridge Parkway, small towns nearby with really great Main Street galleries and restaurants. Um, we try to kind of create an experience out of just seeking a hike. Mm. Um, scenic drives is huge. We, fall, everybody loves to get on the parkway, but there are a lot of other areas too that you can drive to get incredible views. So ultimately, we just want it to be a resource to, of experiences in Western North Carolina that you can have that can range from zip lining to top restaurants, all in between. Yeah. Well, it's amazing that what you can cover, you and I have talked uh, on the phone and, and even prior to this recording of just how much you guys can cover or how much has been covered in 18 years. And, mm-hmm. and there's, there's, there's so many, it's just beyond just the natural resource piece. It's restaurants, different places to eat, festivals, cool you all cover festivals. Stay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cabins, all of it. We love it. And the festivals are just, it's so unique anywhere from like the Bigfoot Festival, the Western NC Bigfoot Festival, to um, there's Coon Dog Day Festival in Saluda. There's all kinds of interesting, quirky things that people don't know are out here too. And that's another resource that we like to provide is just interesting, unique things. Yeah. So switching gears just a little bit, hopefully we're on the backside of this pandemic now. Mm -hmm. And I know that all last year for somebody like yourself, that is really what you do is trying to help bring people into this, this area. Mm -hmm. What was that like as you kind of look back in the last 12 months, let's say, and then where do you kind of see where we are now in terms of tourism, travel, what people are interested in doing now? Yeah. So obviously no one knew how to handle this pandemic, much less any sort of tourism business. So it was difficult. We weren't sure if this was going to be a two-month thing. We didn't know if this was going to be a year-long thing, which it has become probably a little longer. But initially, what we wanted to do most was support our national parks and forests um, initially because they were really being overwhelmed Mm -hmm. um, and leave no trace. The national parks and forests were getting trash everywhere. It was overcrowded. That was a health issue. And then it came down to, you know, seeing the cancellations of festivals and just beloved events that we have in Western NC that we've never missed a year on. Um, So that was kind of hard, but we just took it in stride. We knew that we were resilient. This whole area is resilient. And we just knew that we were going to support our partners and be sure that they had the right step forward when we did open back up, which I know we're all kind of slightly there. We are seeing a lot of folks late summer, fall events being confirmed, which is nice to see. Obviously, we have to see how things unfold as the vaccinations, yay, finally, finally uh, get to us. So we are seeing an uptick in folks being curious and traveling again. We're seeing an uptick in event planners being uh, brave enough to actually plan an event and have an actual date and start advertising for it. Um, But everybody is prepared to obviously take everybody's health into consideration first. Um, We certainly don't want to 
tell a bunch of people to come in here if it posed a risk um, or if, you know, they're not going to have the experience they actually want because something's not going to be happening. So what we love most is that we're starting to see some of our partners really have exciting things happening down the line, which makes us very excited. Oh, very good. Do you or did you experience any kind of a drop off at all in your visitorship? Because, I mean, you have, like we talked about, you have over 6 million visitors yeah. a year mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Did you have a drop off on that? And do you see it uptick now or is it just always been really steady? March obviously was when it hit everyone everywhere here in the United States. We did see a drop in March because usually we have a lot of spring events happening. Folks are excited, but we did create a COVID page that we update every every day in the beginning. And then now we keep, we keep it on. Um, we update it every week. That's very um, good. Yeah, just trying to give resources. So that page actually did very well in terms of being a resource for folks to seek out what are some socially distanced activities we can do, what are some like lesser known trails, waterfalls, things like that that we can explore. So we did see a bit of a drop and then it picked right back up. Okay. Yeah. And you are you beginning to see that uptick of people who are more free? They're more willing to get out? And travel now, are you seeing that, especially with the some of the TDAs that you work with, the Forest Service, getting reports back from them that, hey, I mean, I know experientially you can see it, but... Yeah, there's an uptick. You know, believe it or not, a lot of our partners, um, our lodging partners, um, even through our TDA saying we're booked, we're wow. solidly booked, everybody's coming. But, you know, they've done such a tremendous job at pivoting and really creating a safe environment where they can recommend things that are going to be safe for those traveling here, safe for the locals, and make everybody, um, I guess it's a quieter way of kind of exploring Western and Sea. But from what we've heard from our partners, they have not skipped a beat. After the initial COVID hit, I would say probably fall, people were really excited to come to the area and see yeah. the color. And and we just all as a nation kind of knew how to approach things. We knew that we needed to be a little safer, wear a mask and, and make good choices. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were talking earlier about, outside of this, about Hendersonville, people pivoting like city of Hendersonville yeah. that would have festivals that would draw literally 250, mm-hmm. 300,000 people to downtown and they've they've changed that a little bit. They've pivoted they've and they've it. made some some adjustments. Well, I have to give credit to Hendersonville as a wonderful partner, and they are a great example of a TDA and a group that chose to create some experiences that were still safe. And they did it very quickly. Garden Jubilee is a huge draw of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it's a huge Main Street festival, the North Carolina Apple Festival. And Cider Wine and Dine Weekend, they host all these really lovely events, but then, of course, they didn't want to bring these events into Main Street. So what they did is they pivoted and they created experiences out at the local um, nurseries for the Garden Jubilee, where you could go, you can um, see interesting plants, buy up all these wonderful plants, and you don't have to be in the big crowds. And they have crafts at each little venue. They also have food trucks. So you get to experience a little bit of that festival on a smaller scale. Same with the cider wine and dine. You can go take that, you know, Hendersonville has apple country. So they have cideries, breweries, like everything. Yeah. So wonderful. Uh, It was a wonderful pivot for them and it was really successful for them, which we were thrilled with. And we helped promote that because we knew it was going to be a safe option. Yeah. Are there other towns that are doing something very similar? I know some have unfortunately canceled and canceled Mm -hmm. already, but are there other examples of some of our local mountain towns that are, are pursuing more of that, uh, pivotal way of doing things? Yeah. I mean, on a smaller scale, there's a lot of, um, 
towns doing, like for example, Bryson City is kind of our little small town in the Smokies. Obviously, Great Smoky Mountain Railroad closed down for a little while, um, but they pivoted and they were able to continue some of these excursions on a safer level, distance. Obviously, they have to operate on lower capacity, but um, Bryson City has always been the hometown to Polar Express, always yeah. been the home, you know, so it's, it's these sweet little. Um, small towns have worked so hard to create better experiences on a large scale. I can't think of, um, kind of a larger scale festival in the way they've done it, but they've definitely created itineraries for guests. They've created interesting things to do. They've really stepped up in a huge way and they've, they've worked so hard to maintain, um, to be like a host of, of people coming in safely. And, we, we've definitely been impressed as, as far as our TDA partner is very impressed with them. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. So wh- what are some of the other principal challenges you think that sort of came about as a part of the shutdown and then reopening? What are some of our small towns really trying to, to do creatively to continue to bring those tourists in, to bring the people in to visit our towns? Everybody's had to kind of rewrite things, um, especially for tourism and, you know, most of our small towns, some of them are on a small scale where they, they are able to pull from their um, outdoor experiences that are nearby. So many incredible waterfalls, incredible little secret watering holes, things that aren't kind of the overpopulated, that not the overpopulated popular things, yeah. but more the, the lower scale stuff that won't have any crowds and will be able to kind of create your experience. I know that a lot of the B&Bs and the cabins are offering um, extra services for people to feel safe, clean, sanitizing. A lot of them do create itineraries. They're banding together with restaurants. They're creating um, ways that businesses within the local community can go together on something and create giveaways. Um, they've done a lot. It's hard sometimes when you're in the the a lot of the smaller towns when you don't have as many resources. You don't have you know breweries on end and right. you know all these you know big things. But that was kind of the beauty of the small town is that people were getting away from it all and yeah. they could go into a small town, have an experience, see really cool main street shops with independent artists, um, which had kind of gotten overshadowed by some of our larger attractions in the last few years. So I think it's kind of revamped somebody's, I don't know, the romantic part of being in a small town, yeah. just the, the nature of that. Yeah, no, I would agree with you 100%. And yeah. I think it's interesting that, People think of Asheville, they think of Hendersonville, they think the larger mountain towns. Yeah. But then there are those 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 smaller towns that mm-hmm. I think people are definitely going to and looking for that that sort of that uh, authentic, genuine sort of small town feel. Mm-hmm. I know that's true for me, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I think you all do a fantastic job of. I'm thinking of Marshall, for example. Yeah. Marshall doesn't get a lot of probably a lot of tourism. Um, I'm sure that they get some, but it's not as much as compared to Waynesville or Bryson City or something like that. But you all and the things that you all put together mm-hmm. and some of the great pictures and some of the the smaller coffee shops and things like this, that drew me in personally. So I've, I've intentionally gone up there to look at Marshall. Well, and- yeah. And just, you know, speaking of Marshall and, and many small towns, like the beauty is we try to find the uniqueness of that small town because each small town has its own flavor yeah. and it's not all the same. It really isn't. Um, Marshall is known for its artists. I mean, folks come that way. There's the Mermaid Festival that's nearby mm. every year, which I don't know that's going to happen this year. But um, there are a lot of really unique, um, creative people in these small towns that that 
that people traveling here just don't have any idea. And so what we try to capture is the unique flavor of each small town because it does they do set themselves apart in very distinct ways. Um, Penland School of Crafts is out towards Spruce Pine. Okay. Um, there's, I mean, incredible, uh, incredible art and artists in this area that have come from this area that have historically been in this area for hundreds of years. And, you know, that's something really special. And you can see those things. Blue Ridge Craft Trails is an excellent example of, of they give you an itinerary where you can actually travel these like historic towns that are known for their art, ceramics, pottery, glasswork, metalwork, all kinds of things um, that are so interesting. And so, you know, Blue Ridge Craft Blue Ridge Heritage is yes. a partner of ours and we love, yeah. they've done a great job of creating itineraries where you can just self-guide and explore these, these small towns and the areas around them. Yeah. That's so cool. You know, you mentioned that the, you did a barn tour. Mm-hmm. You have that on your website. Uh, the barns in, of Madison yeah, County. The barns yeah. of Madison yeah. County. Yeah. And yeah. it was a, gosh, I think it was uh, back in January and mm-hmm. it was a cold, miserable, dreary mm-hmm. day. But my wife and I, we got in the car and we headed up there and oh, we did, excellent. yeah, we did that whole trail. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to you. Thanks to your website. Well, it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's something you can do in the winter, which you feel like, okay, well there's just skiing and breweries, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but there's a lot of cool things to see and scenic drives are great in the winter. They're yeah. great. The parkway's closed, but there's a lot of lower elevation, uh, scenic drives that are definitely worth going to in the winter. There are. And yeah. you have so many of those. I don't know how many you put together, but there's hundreds of miles worth of scenic drive trails that you have on your I don't even know how many there are (laughs) but I mean it's it's amazing some cut off you know if you get on the parkway there's several that you can um, get off on the parkway and go down scenic drives that have even better views that aren't necessarily on the parkway but they're nearby Um, and then of course they're just going to wind around and take you into some really cool areas in small towns so yeah yeah absolutely and and word to the caution for the travelers if you're going to do that which is a great idea make sure that you take screenshots I've had to take screenshots. Because, you're, yep. you're not going to get service out <laughs> you're there. Not All of a sudden, get you're service. frustrated. We used to say print a guide, which you know nobody prints a guide anymore. But <laughs> but screenshots, absolutely. I use the website all the time if I'm going out um, and exploring, especially on the parkway. I know the, the service is going to be a little spotty. Yeah, um, take a screenshot so you have your directions because they're accurate. <laughs> they're, they're very accurate. Yeah, they are accurate. GPS will not always get you there. No, but no. you have led me to some places. I'm like, oh my, I didn't know this existed. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very good. So um, what do you think the track? and the draw is to some of these small mountain towns. I know we're, there's so much more to cover and you and I could spend, you know, an episode a week talking about all that you do. Yeah. But since we're on it, what do you think some of the things are that draw people that are drawing people from the outside into our small mountain towns? I mean, I would say just kind of the uptick and um, experiences. People want experiences. You know, you have social media that captures these extreme versions of people doing things and it's gotten to the point where I feel like some folks are, are really wanting to kind of get back to a, a simpler time. And I think mm. a lot of our small towns represent that for them. Amen. And not only that, they also, you know, we have incredible chefs that are running restaurants in these small towns that people just don't. You have the the lovely diners that are just like throwback and it, it just com- country food, and, you know, but you also have fine dining. You also have really interesting, like Indian street food in a small town, you know, somewhere in the mountains. Like there's, there's some really interesting things happening in these small towns without taking away from the, um, 
the nature of the small town. Agreed. And so I think folks are really looking to get back to that. Um, and they're looking to get back to nature. And this is this whole area is all about nature. And you can't you can't be in this area and not see it. Like the beauty's everywhere. I mean, that's you right. can walk out of Lowe's in Asheville, and I'm in South Asheville. Yeah, that's right. You see an incredible view of the mountains. Yeah. And I'm like, how lucky are we that we live? You know, I'm going to Lowe's right. buying lumber. That's right. <laughs> and I can see the mountains. So it's an incredible place to be, and it's absolutely worth being in this region. And and there's so many places in this area that offer that kind of feeling, the, the kind of feeling where you, you actually stop what you're doing in the day, you stop with your phone and you take in something. I think anytime you're going to encounter that kind of experience, it's a positive thing. Yeah, I think so. And I think so. I want to and tie that back to something you said earlier, which I thought was really interesting that you help to uncover or help people discover some of these other smaller outlying type communities. Mm-hmm. And so I think the point for me has always been, even if I felt like an area is getting too crowded, I can always seek out something mm-hmm. else and still have that exact same experience you're talking about, but just be able to experience just a different region of, yeah. of Western North Carolina. Yeah. Cause it, it, it never ceases to amaze you. I mean, it, it seems like, Oh, you're just in the mountains. You're looking at the same thing, but you know, there's pockets and places that are just magical and have just the right like cocktail of nature and small town vibe. That's just, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. With, without a doubt. So what are some of your favorites? Not to put you on the spot for your, mm. uh, for mountain towns, but what are some of the favorites for you? I love Banner Elk. Um, Banner Elk is just this gorgeous mountain town, green, lush green grass, old school kind of cottagey feel. Um, people who have been there have been there a long time. And then they also have folks that have come in and bought mountain homes there or live there full time. Your your Banner Elk is, we call it North Carolina ski town because you have yeah. all these two ski resorts right there. Right, right there, next, yeah. You know, you have access to that. Plus, if you get into Boone, you'll have Appalachian um, Ski Resort too. Um, but Banner Elk is one of my favorites because the scenic beauty is literally everywhere. You know, everything's colorful. You know, you, you feel like it's not as polluted. I don't know if that sounds like no, I get it. You just everything's clear, uh, crisp, and they have the Woolly Worm Festival, which mm-hmm. my kids and I are huge fans of. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it, I really love Banner Elk. Ban- Banner Elk's for sure a favorite. Sugar Mountain's cool too. Um, really, the area where you climb an elevation um, on the parkway is fun. Linville Falls, yeah. um, Linville Gorge, Linville Viaduct, <laughs> like you That's incredible right. views. So I'm partial to that, but I don't have favorites cause I love everything, but I used to live in Valley Crucis, which was very oh, close to yeah. Banner Elk. So I have my heart's a little bit in Banner Elk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. Uh, it, I mean, it's, you can have favorite things about all these towns, but mm-hmm. when you try to come up with the, and I just put you on the spot, it's hard to do No, it's okay. to think of like one or two different kind of favorite spots because the more you think about it, the more you would just keep adding to that list. Well, and also it depends on the season <laughs> too. Amen. Yeah. There are spots that are absolutely magical in fall. And then there are spots that, that highlight in the spring and then you, even winter spots. I mean, you know, people think you just don't do anything in the winter, but not true. There's so much to do in the winter here that you can, we have frozen waterfalls you can go see that are easy to get to. So you're not, and they're not on the parkway because we know the parkway is closed during the winter for yeah. the most part. And so, yeah, so there's, there's a, there's a lot of really lovely towns that are even I I'm anxious to get back to and I haven't been to in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about mountain towns, mm-hmm. we've talked about some places to hike and things like this. What are some of the other areas that, um, or I don't know, maybe I don't know if the back end of the metrics of your website, does it show what people are? I mean, every time somebody clicks on a link, I don't know if it sort of keeps a account or something like that. What are some of the biggest things that people outside the area or even locals 
are hitting on your website? I would say Biltmore is pretty big. Um, that's obviously a huge attraction in this area. Um, I would say one of our bigger pages too is cabins. People are looking to get into cabins mm. in the area. Um, you know, we could go into deeper analytics. Um, but for the most part, I think spring is when you have a whole bunch of people looking for things like sliding rocks. Sliding rocks, always big, the smoky mountain railroad, huge. People yeah. are always looking for that, especially in fall when we're looking ahead to polar express, which yeah. I think they take a hundred thousand pa- passengers each Christmas Unbelievable. You know, on that, which is, it's a really precious thing, especially if you have kids. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, our big hitters, you know, Biltmore's a partner. We love it. There's so much to do there. You can, you know, people think it's just the house. It's not just the house. The grounds. There's outdoor trails, yeah. there's adventures, there's kayaking, there's rafting, um, there's fishing, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And, and Antler Hill Village has a winery mm. that's like a little village in and of itself within Biltmore. So there's a lot more to it, uh, to Biltmore than just, you know, what you think of as the house which is always fun. I think once people realize they can, uh, they get into the estate and they see, Oh my gosh, there's so much to get into here. This is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Biltmore's a huge one. Uh, great smoky mountain railroads, a big one. Sliding rocks, always big come April. Everybody's like, when sliding, rock? <laughs> when is it opening? When can I dive into those icy waters? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it what, varies. So what are some of the other spring things? So that's, mm-hmm. that's a great lead in because we talked about the Biltmore, talked mm-hmm. about all the blooms that are getting ready to come out, which is going to be amazing. Yeah. Sliding rock. You know, 55 degree weather is, you know, it probably feels warmer to do it today than it would in the middle of the summer. You know, just that drastic change from 100 to, you know, 55. Yeah. But what are some of the other things in the springtime? Like our mountains are getting ready to come alive. Yes. Yes. So if I'm, if I'm coming into this area, what are the musties? What are the things that I just... I have to do. And that is a loaded question. I it is that. a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Wait but I get it. I get it. I mean, for me, um, I'm, I'm very much into nature. So I like to get out into the swimming holes. I like to go see the hikes. Um, it's a different view. You know, if you go to a summit hike in the winter and you don't, you know, you go again in the spring, it's a completely different place. True. It's all lush. Um, you have blooming flowers. I mean, you can go on any trail and you smell the blooms. It's that like, it's that distinct. Um, with Biltmore, they have their tulips that come out, which are magical. And that's April 1st is when you can go see that. So that's coming, a, soon. That's coming very soon. Um, you know, rafting, tubing, um, spring festivals are usually really big. We have a few of them on the site. We can't confirm a lot, understandably. Um, any outdoors in the area, breweries even. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just they have great outdoor experiences, especially here in Asheville. I have to give love to our restaurants. Um, and our breweries, because they have been hit the hardest of all, yeah, just restaurants, absolutely. good people, good food, great restaurants are, are really taking a hit. So for us, you know, we want to encourage folks to dine in or take out, uh, local restaurants here in town, because that's, that's, you know, the patios in Asheville are the place to be in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> and we definitely, we don't want to overcrowd them, but I, I have to give love to our local restaurants because they absolutely, they deserve it. They, we need to support them. Um, and there's so much to do. You can eat in Nashville and then go have an adventure 30 minutes away. That feels like you're completely secluded. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's so unique. And speaking of that on your website, you actually have trip planners. You can go in and put your whole itinerary Mm -hmm. together. So 
Um, I like, yeah, I like to call it. It's it's like your it's a, a little mini Pinterest. So mm-hmm. you can go in and anything that uh, that you want to put into your your itinerary, you essentially go to the navigation bar and you go under trip planner and anything you want to save to your trip, you can. So you can have this full itinerary, especially if you are like. Say you want to, you're going to Spruce Pine for the day. You want to know what's around there. You can go and you can save all those things and you can pull them back up when you're ready to go. Or you can just save them. We have people that save, you know, they've been just all year. They just save things. It's their bucket list, right? Oh, yeah. So lots of folks have a 2021 bucket list like never before because we have all been in cabin fever. So That's right. It's a great way to sh- kind of shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shop for your experiences and then you can go back to them and uh, tick them off your list one by one. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. The The ability to do that electronically and just kind of cache all your stuff that you want to go to and mm-hmm. you can see is huge. But if, if you don't know, if listeners don't know, it's romanticashville.com. Yes. Romanticashville.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that whatever you could possibly think of <laughs> to do or want to do, yeah. you're going to find it on your website. Yes, you will. There are, what do you say, 900? Over 900 pages now, I believe, since... since um since probably April 2019, we've really expanded it in the interest of being able to give our partners and small businesses more opportunities for visibility and more ways to showcase themselves. Um, so we've definitely curated, uh, the, there's a lot of new content. We've curated itineraries. We have a wedding section because lots oh, wow. of couples like elopement is huge here. So we have a wedding section, even, um, great places to elope where it's legal where you can't, you know, <laughs> things you have to do to, to do it legally. Right. Um, and also just really incredible farms and venues and, you know, these wonderful restaurants who are able to create experiences for people on in, in any capacity. Like there's just so much uh, in the area that you can save experiences, whether you're just going out for a hike, whether you want to try these restaurants in town, whether you want to get married in the, in the fall and where to do it. Um, best fall, you know, picture taking opportunities, you know, our fall, um, our fall foliage, uh, planner is, yes. is very detailed. We, we do our best, obviously we can't control nature, but we do our best, especially when we get closer and closer to really identify where you're going to see the leaves change. If it's going to be big, if it's not, you know, weather depends on everything. I'm not a meteorologist, but I've had to <laughs> get uh, close, certified. Right. <laughs> I, I feel like I am now after having worked with fall foliage for two years in right. Western Tennessee. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a resource. I used it before I joined the team and I know everybody I know has used it. Whether you know you're on the website or not, you've been on it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yep. exactly right. Yeah. So there's two sources. I use you and then I use, uh, the, I think it's the, the biology or the science department at Appalachian state university. Oh, very They have cool. a couple yeah. of professors that do something there. So between your two, that's exactly oh, nice. where I go. So oh, I love that. for them, it's more about the science behind it. Mm-hmm. And then for you, it's about, okay, what drives and what things can I do along these particular yeah. routes or where do you view them? So yeah, yeah, you've, uh, you put it all together. So yeah, I mean, gosh, from hiking trails to cabins, to good food places, to mm-hmm. wedding venues or, or places you can go. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm really serious when I say there's no there's no stone that you've left unturned. I mean they're just yeah, and I I I have to give Mark File credit. He built it. He he started it, and and what a resource it is. I feel honored to have be in the the role of of maintaining that and hopefully preserving what he built in a way that will bring us kind of into more opportunity and into more things to do. 
Um, it's definitely everybody who's on the team at Romantic Asheville is absolutely dedicated to the mission, loves local, loves our local businesses, and hope to be an advocate for them. Yeah, well, it's evident, Jen. I mean, it honestly is. And it's you and I were talking earlier about the the website. You can see a lot of the refreshes that you've that you've been responsible mm-hmm. for and, and you're you're sort of tasked with. And and obviously it's a it's a passion and a heartbeat for you to to do those things. Yeah. So it's neat to read an article, then go back, you know, something I read maybe four or five years ago and then see the, the updates. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's almost like you're making updates in real time and I know there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And you probably Sometimes don't even. Sometimes it is. <laughs> Sometimes it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of updating, but, but, you know, we, we try to actually get out and see these places. Yeah. You know, we don't, obviously you can't be everywhere all the time, but, it, but everybody who's on the team loves this area. I went to Silva. I had to go out near uh, Franklin, North Carolina. So I was like, well, Silva's right here. I'm gonna go stop in Silva and see what's up. And even that, you know, it changes so much and that's in Jackson County, which is huge. There's so many great little small towns in Jackson County. So yeah. it's always on my mind. It's always something when I'm driving, I'm thinking, Ooh, yeah, that's right. So-and-so has a business there. Oh, that's really cool. I'm glad I got to see that again. And so it's definitely something we, we as a team believe in and own in ourselves and, and want to do everybody right with. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Well, it's evident. Your passion's evident. You guys are carrying on the legacy of Mark File. In, in a real big way. So I hope so. Yeah, you are. I mean, yeah. just as a reader, as a, as somebody who just pays attention to a lot of your content, Yeah, because a lot of Thank your content, you. um, um, I promise you to won't plagiarize you, but we, we look, <laughs> <laughs> I look to you a lot. And so yeah. the places that I, I, I find and I want to go look and I want to discover, we, we use those. I mean, we use, we use a lot of your information to sort of help us understand where to go and what time of year to go and all the best practices that are in that area or the best things to do and see. Yeah. And we love, we love people point to us all the time. You know, we have B and B's, we have TDA's, we have folks that are like, is it okay? I just linked to your site. I'm like, yes, that's great. Awesome. <laughs> that's great. That's what it's there for. It's, it's there to be a resource. That's, that's absolutely what it's meant to be. That's good. And the thing I think, well, there's many things I love about your website and your online guide. But one of the things that I really like is the fact that you don't have all those ads and flashing (laughs) and banners and all over the place. You've done it so well that you can read through that thing without being bombarded. Bombarded, Yeah. (laughs) I I, I can't stand that. I mean, yeah. um, It takes away from, and from the whole experience. That's in our mission. That's intentional. You know, we want it to be an organic feel for the reader. We want it to be a reader value. And we also want to showcase our partners in the best possible format without it feeling like they're having to compete so much, mm-hmm. um, especially with ads. Like, you know, I think we're all used to it with social media, things popping up and all the algorithms. And wait, I was just thinking about that. And it just showed there up on is. my Facebook feed. Um, but for us, you know, at Romantic Asheville, we want to preserve that voice, that friendly voice where we are not preaching. We're not overly marketing to you. We're just trying to give you the best of what we know is there. Um, and we do so in a way that is palatable and is not kind of undermining um readers on the site and trying to, you know, wow them with, with too much of that marketing stuff. So we really believe in what we do. We, we, we do, you know, you have to meet a certain standard in order to be on the site. You have to have something unique and valuable and, and we put it all in our voice so that we're just talking to the reader and we're telling them about what's happening and, um, and it works well. Our partners have great success with it and we're, we're happy every year, you know, we get lots of, we give our partners success reports and feedback and every oh, cool. year they're like, thank, 
thank you so much, you yeah, know, which yeah. makes makes it all worth it for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you also have the Instagram. You have the Instagram page, yeah, which the is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And Pinterest, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I follow you definitely on the Facebook and also on the uh, on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. You're you're in my feed, so. It's always nice to see. And it's funny you, you say the algorithm piece because I could be thinking of an area and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it in my brain? Like, <laughs> right. Are they reading my brain right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, and you know, uh, Romantic Asheville uh, recently purchased Blue Ridge Moments. So. Oh, I didn't know that. When you see Blue Ridge Moments, that's also um, kind of a sister partner for us. Um and very nice yeah so we so especially with wonderful photographers are featured there oh gosh yes. all of western it's just talented people great photos um so it's another opportunity to kind of see some somebody else's artistic view of of all the places that we oh write yeah about. So oh that's, yeah that's a that's another huge thing if you if you haven't um been to that instagram or followed them blue ridge moments that's the handle um wonderful wonderful feed it just it you should put it in your lineup because yes. it makes you feel good <laughs> yeah well it does i mean it's to your point it's all the um it, it, it's all the beautiful views all captured by different people's eyes mm-hmm. or the way that they view a particular yep. frame of of a mountain or a, or a scene that's what's really cool because you can you can see the same view but when you see it from different angles from different photographers and different times and different I mean, times it, yeah it's just gorgeous yeah, yeah. So. i had no idea i it was new. It was this year, and um, it's definitely been a really fun experience because it's so in line with what what we do and what we love. And yeah, um, it, you know, Simon, who was the original owner, um, he did an incredible job of building, um, just curating this wonderful um, account that just shows you all of Western NC in the most beautiful format. So um, it was really cool to have uh, to have them working together. That's so cool. Well, I always tag you guys in in my. Instagram post. It's always at Blue Ridge Moments. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? Now I know we're connected. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, very good. Well, what else would you love for listeners to know about who you are and what you do? Our our mission first and foremost is just to represent to to represent the best of what this area has to offer. Um, and then on top of that, we really want to create creative space for people. Um, even beyond restaurants, cabins, you know, we're thinking, you know, we're talking about photographers with Blue Ridge Moments where, you know, we have a wedding section. We're trying to highlight area photographers that are really talented. Um, We're hoping to kind of craft experiences that are more outwardly based, not necessarily central to Nashville, but um, again, going back to the small towns, just really trying to create those experiences. We have a family guide, which is new. We built on that this year, which for me as a mom, of four kids, um, was great. I got to share a lot of what I already knew and also learn a lot. Um, there's a ton of experience for families here, a ton of really, um, family friendly restaurants, breweries, family friendly indoor activities, family friendly outdoor activities, places to stay with extra perks for families. Um, there's a whole lot here and just, just being able to dig up this stuff that isn't collected and be able to present it to people, um, that's what we want to do. We want it to be a very easy one-stop shop kind of resource for folks of any, any background, any intention, any experiences they're seeking, you know, we're dog friendly city. So yeah. we also have a dog friendly guy, places to stay with your dog. See, everything, everything. everything you can think of. <laughs> that's what I keep saying. It's everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's like every day you get to kind of, uh, decide, 
what you want to get into. And then you, you just end up uncovering new, new experiences that you never heard of, like the Alpine coaster near Banner Elk. Yeah. You said you were just, you just drive by by there. And then suddenly you see something built. Mark file was driving and, and he was like, I think there's an Alpine coaster going in and, and sure enough there was, and it's a huge hit and we have them on the site and we think they're great, you know, that, yeah. that area. So it's mostly about just discovering things in that childlike way, just getting out and seeing yeah. what's new. And it's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's absolutely our intention and our heart and, and what we do is just to kind of highlight all the incredibly fun, quirky, exciting experiences you can have in this area. That is an absolute perfect bow to put on the this podcast. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, you wrap that up absolutely very well. So I love that. Nice. <laughs> well, good. Well, listen, I know that your time is sensitive and you have more places to run out and explore so you can tell all of us that yes. don't get a chance to explore every day where to go, what yep. to see. So listen, thank you for, for taking the time to come here today. Oh, yeah. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking with you, not only here in the podcast, but just on the phone, just sort of getting to know you a little bit. But yeah. uh, y'all are doing great things, amazing things. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I, uh, I'll continue to, to seek you out as my go-to resource for all things to do in Western North Yay. Carolina. So we'll keep trying to update it yeah, <laughs> all yeah. day, every day. <laughs> That's right. So romanticashville.com. Romanticashville.com. And um, when you get there, you'll see a gallery. You can choose from places to stay, waterfalls. We have it kind of lined up so that you can choose where you want to go and then just start digging in. Dig in because there's a lot to see, there's a lot to a lot. uncover. <laughs> well, thanks for being here today. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Something that really caught my attention and resonated with me is when Jen said, Romantic Asheville is about creating experiences and not just about a destination. If you're a regular reader of this online guide, you've no doubt experienced that. I can speak from personal experience that has definitely been the case for me and my family. We will continue to use Romantic Asheville as a really valuable source and guide for our own personal adventures. I'm so appreciative of the work Mark File started 18 years ago and for Jennifer and the entire staff at Romantic Asheville for the great work they do in helping to create memorable experiences. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. That way, you'll stay up to date on future posts and we can continue reaching more and more people. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have content ideas or maybe you know someone or something you think our listeners would enjoy hearing about, drop me a line at mike at explorationlocal.com. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Until we meet again, I encourage you to wander far, but explore local.